Today's guest is not clowning around. Join us today as we find out and meet former circus performer who is now a trauma expert. Stay tuned as you get to meet her. Hey, hey, everybody, it is Tim Gillette, and this is the Tim Gillette Show. I'm your host, Tim Gillette, where we bring you different people out here every week when we do this podcast so that we can introduce you, the world, to some of the coolest people on the planet. So today's guest is no different than that. All right. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, this girl, Krista Fee, I think I said that right. She'll, she'll correct me if I did it wrong in a minute. All right. But Krista is someone that I met through Facebook. I literally said, hey, I'm looking for guests. And she popped on and took the bait. Speaking of which, if you want to be a guest on this show, go to timgillette.com slash podcast interview and apply. It's that simple, all right? You don't have to send me 50 million emails. You don't have to actually go begging and, and tell me all your credentials. Just go apply. We'll see if you fit. We'll get to know you live on air, which is what we're going to do today. We're going to get to know Krista live on air. So let's bring her on here and find out who she is and what she does. Hi, Krista. Hi, Tim. So, first of all, this is this is take two because we tried it a couple weeks ago and we just couldn't connect. I, and, I, I, of course, I take the full blame. I always do, all right, even though it was probably StreamYard's fault. So, um, anyway, so, Krista, I mean, I, first of all, I understand you live in Texas. I do. Yeah. Conroe. I love Texas people. They're just so cool. Have you noticed That's that? That's why I'm here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the coolest people live in Texas. And, and some of the people who are cool and they're like, why am I? I'm cool. I'm not in Texas. Well, you can move here. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, Krista, have you lived in Texas your whole life? Oh, my gosh, no. And that's a story all on its own. I was a Washington girl. And then I met an Alaska boy and moved all the way up to Alaska and lived up there for about 10 years. And then I came down here. Like... Like, like you were Washington as in Washington state, not Washington, DC. Yeah. Washington state. So the good Washington. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't like politicians anyway. Um, anyway, so, uh, uh, Alaska. Wow. Um, you know what I mean? The wide open. All right. You lived in Alaska. All right. You two different, con uh, that's two different like, uh, temperatures, first of all, but like, they're both like these wide open states. You have a thing for wide open states, I take it. Yes, actually, yes. I'm very much a nature girl. <laughs> ah, nature girl. Okay, now that goes down to a whole other line of questioning that I want to go to, all right? You know, like the, <laughs> the, camp, the camping or the hunting nature? Uh, all of the above. Really? Camping, hunting, fishing. So, like, you got some trophies of, like, some bucks you caught? Well, I mean, in Texas, we don't have big bucks, but anyway... I have some furs. I don't have any uh, heads. No heads? Okay. So, like, mostly small game then? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I take it you have a freezer full of game food. Oh, usually. Not not now. We haven't been hunting since we've been in Texas. Okay. So, usually there's a moose in the freezer, but... Yeah, yeah. so, like, I have uh, one of my... One of my um, uh, one of my, my nieces, she married a guy who's a big hunter... And like every time we go over, we're, at, we're asking him for game meat. I'm personally looking for some good venison to make some chili with. Venison is fabulous, but moose is still my favorite. I've, I've not had, no, I've had moose balls done like, you know what I mean, ground, all right. But moose moose meat and chili, is that really good? Oh, I, I love it in everything. But a good moose tenderloin can't be beat. I'm just thinking, you know what I mean? For me, it's like all these wild game, to me, wild, what, what, uh, Texas thing, chili, all right? <laughs> all these wild game going into chili, all right, is what makes, uh, makes you know what I mean, some of the, the cool meat stuff in meat. So uh, so you're a hunter, all right? You're into fun things like, you know what I mean, going out camping, all right? Now, do you have the tent or are you like me, have the RV with the uh, five-star luxury hotel attached? I have done both. Right now we do overlanding which is tent camping <laughs> wow. wow yeah i don't require glamping uh, 
<laughs> my wife, wait a minute, no, no. My wife's from, from up where Paladora Canyon is, all right? So up there in Canyon, Texas. She loves to go camping. My idea of camping is slumming it at a four-star hotel. That's just my idea of camping. I, I just, I, I'm not into it. All right. I'll do it. All right. But you're, you want me to do it for a week straight? Nah, it's not going to happen. Maybe like uh, two nights and then I want a night in a hotel type deal. All right. But yeah, the, the whole outdoor things, I'm not that far of an outdoor person. So um, you came down here to Texas. How long have you been in Texas? Two years. Two years. All right. And uh, you know, you, now you have a business here or are you working for someone here? I have a business here. Okay. And, 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 and did you start the business here or did you start it somewhere else and carry it here? Ooh, that's a complicated question. I had a business before, but it changed when I came here. <laughs> Dude, I used to run a circus. I love to hear these stories. Right. I used to run a circus in Alaska and, um, an entertainment business. And during the time that I was building all of that, I also was getting a degree in national security and criminal justice and forensics. So I was working on a more serious grown up <laughs> side of my personality. So when I came down to Texas, I moved just to the, the healing arts and the, all of that criminal justice stuff. Criminal justice. All right. You know what I mean? Anything with the word criminal into it makes me run the other way. Uh, that's probably because <laughs> you're attached to the police force. And uh, no, uh, I have some great friends who are police and it always says, keep your enemies close. Uh, no, we're not going there. <laughs> so uh, you guys, Conroe, Texas. Now, is your husband working with you or, or partner working with you? Or are they just, they have a job there too? He is a long haul trucker. So he can live anywhere. He can live anywhere. Yeah. I did that long haul trucking uh, thing uh, in the early 90s until I got epilepsy from getting banged on the head somewhere. But you know what I mean? I loved it. To me, that was the, the, the ultimate lifestyle. It's like you wake up every day in a different town. So have you gone on, on a ride, uh, you know what I mean, on a trip with him? Oh, so many. Yes, absolutely. What's, what's, let's, talk about, let's go there. What's your favorite uh, trip to take on the truck? Uh, Canada is fun. But driving through Canada is really desolate because the parts that you drive through are the primal parts. So it's it's a very beautiful, snowy, uh, almost desolate kind of drive. But it's just miles upon miles upon miles. It takes like two and a half days of driving to get through all of that beautiful nature. So it's a reminder that we haven't completely populated everything yet. <laughs> no, no I, I recently, uh, you know, this past summer, uh, you know, August last summer, I drove a friend's car who was moving from California here to Texas. I drove it out here for him because uh, they had several vehicles and stuff to bring out. So I fly out there and I drive and I come across I-40, which is like the middle of nowhere, except for like three cities. You know what I mean? I-40 comes, I mean, uh, coming from California, you go through uh, one town, was it what, Flagstaff, Arizona, which is a kind of a town, not a city. Albuquerque, New Mexico, that's a city, all right? And then Amarillo, Texas, which is kind of a city, you know? It's like, other than that, it's wide open country. So, um, and <laughs> got to have my friend Anita actually saying goodnight because she's watching this over in midnight overseas. So, uh Gotta love those people who, who are that faithful to us. Um, so, you know, you moved down here, you started your, started a business down here or tweaked the business when you got here to Texas. What is it that you specialize in now? I specialize in trauma transformation. Um, I work mostly with military, police, fire department, EMTs, and survivors of human trafficking. Oh, wow. Uh, wow, uh, yeah. When you say the word trauma, all right, that really, you know what I mean, scares me. But you know what I mean? Working with them I, is, is an important thing uh, because those people really face trauma. So. Yeah, it's a word that has a big spectrum, but I play on the, the higher end of the spectrum. And, and why did you get into this? I have 
always been in the industry a little bit. I did private investigations and investigations for human trafficking and working on the periphery, you get to observe so much about what not just the victims are going through, but what the rescuers are also going through. So watching, I also spent two years working in an emergency room. So it just the sheer intensity of what our first responders, all of the different first responders, what they see and what they experience every single day is so huge. Like if you haven't experienced it, you can't even comprehend it. So just watching that, I realized there was a huge gap in services. There's not a lot of accessibility. Uh, there's not a lot of public knowledge. There's not a lot of information out there. And there's a terrible stigma that, with, especially with male first responders of any, any type, that if they show that they're feeling something, it's some kind of weakness. So it just it started eating at me and it just became this drive that we need to understand more as a society that mental health and maintaining our mental health and treating those who have mental health issues is not something that we get to just put aside. We need to make mental health a priority and we need to make it okay to talk about and okay to admit that we're not okay. So, I mean, then do you have like uh, quite a bit of specialties or schooling in like psychology or uh, is this just personal? Uh, you know what I mean? I've gone through it, uh, so I'm here to help. I have gone through it. I do have a very extensive, what I call our victim scorecards. My victim scorecard is very well filled and I have gotten through my particular traumas. But I love that you asked that question because I feel like we don't talk about credentials enough and there's a lot of people who shouldn't be doing what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do have, I'm almost finished with my master's degree and it's a multiple master's degree in uh, trauma specifically in psychology and in neuropsychology. And I hold over 50 different certifications in healing modalities. Uh, I love it. How, uh, what kind of trauma that you help your clients with. So is there something specific, uh, that you specialize in working with, or are you just in general working with those people? I, in general work with those people, their traumas. I do uh, what we call battle trauma is mm -hmm. one of them. And then just the extensive trauma of what you see on the job. So, people who have experienced life-threatening situations or have experienced actual observing other people losing their lives, high-intensity medical situations where there is a risk of death. Um, just those things which are the most, what we consider to be the most severe types of experiences. But also I work with developmental traumas so people who've experienced childhoods that weren't maybe the best mm -hmm. and that doesn't necessarily mean child abuse specifically or extreme neglect because even small things can have a big traumatic impact on us when we were using like a five-year-old mind when we perceive it from a child's stance so that's a very big answer to a, that question. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, that's what that's what uh, that's what interviewing is. Is like you hope you ask a small question and you get this big answer. <laughs> um, well, you know, it, it's interesting that you know what I mean. You the the people you work with are right, and that's the specialty. And then you talked about education there, um, but you also said, "But I've been through it." Yes. So uh, some of the stuff that you've gone through and you say like, you know, I mean, your past your what was this? You said scorecard. Explain <laughs> that concept to the listeners who might not understand it like me. Working with people who've been through trauma, it's really interesting. Before we're ready to heal, we go through a phase of trauma comparativeness where we want to talk about what we've been through. But we do it in a way that is like my trauma is bigger than your trauma. So there's this concept that we we all kind of have a, a trauma scorecard and we're like, well, I've been through this and I've been through this and I've been through this. So what's your wounds? Tell me your war stories, you know, tell me your traumas. And we can compare notes and be like, 
yeah, that sucks, right? That sucks. Let's let's go down this spiral of how bad that is for us and you know how righteous we are in our anger and all of those experiences. So when I say my scorecard is well filled, um, I talk about it in my book. It's kind of the only place I go through all of it. But I was abandoned at birth. My mother was a, an addict and I was unwanted. I went through adoption. Um, I luckily I had a really great family, um, but I was, I had childhood sexual abuse from someone that my parents left me with on a regular basis. It was ongoing for a few years. And then I had survivor's guilt even because of that, because this person also had access to two other girls and I had to observe their abuse. I, and then I was raped in high school. I lost twins. So I had a miscarriage. I ended up with cancer and had to have a hysterectomy. So couldn't have more children. Got through that, got in a car accident that destroyed my circus career. And then I had my house burned down and I lost everything that I owned. So like when people say, you know, what have you been through? Take your pick. <laughs> it sounds like you've been through the kitchen sink of everything, you know? Right. Uh, and, and uh, you know, you, I had a week like that once, uh, you know what I mean? And most of us doesn't, you know, most of the people, most of our listeners are not getting this. All right. Everybody goes through something in life. Some of us just have to go through more traumatic than others. Uh, I personally, Krista, in 2004, 2005, it was 2004. I sold my business 2005, six months after selling a business, I'm broken, homeless almost. And it was decisions I made that put me there. It's why I don't claim to be in the same place as you because you're there because of decisions of others, right? And I think that's what most of the people you help are there because of decisions of others, not decisions that they made. Is that correct? Oftentimes. Yeah. So, I mean, like my situation was like, when you say, you know what I mean? I, I lost my house. I think is uh, six months after I sold my business, I'm working for this company and I lose my job, which the car that I drive goes with it. My girlfriend dumps me and I burn and my apartment burns down all in like a matter of a week. And I had $52 in my bank account to go, okay, I, I got to rebuild from this. How? I, I, I can't even get a bus ticket to drive around for the month. But that was all stuff I brought on, not stuff that like my father, my mother, my boss, you know what I mean? That's all other stuff, outside sources. So it's why I ask when, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, our, our inside sources were yours. It seems like we're outside sources, others that brought it on you, causing you to take steps. Is that correct? It's an interesting perspective. From my coaching standpoint, I don't, like we try not to place blame and yeah. where you're coming from, your trauma experience, it it's still a trauma experience. So you're still, you still have just as much credibility and just as much value in saying that you've been traumatized as someone who's experienced it through no fault of their own or through, you know, other people's actions. It's, it's, it's an interesting example of that trauma scorecard situation that we see all the time is that you like, you don't feel like yours is valuable enough to be addressed as trauma, but it still is trauma and you still have the same, need to get through it and need to like move forward in a healthy and happy way. Yeah. Now don't get me wrong. All right. Now this is going back 16, uh, 16 years ago, 16 years ago. I wanted to blame everybody else for it. Trust me. <laughs> it was not my fault 16 years ago. Today is a different story. I've progressed. You know what I mean? I've grown out of that. I assume that the people you help, if we talk to them 16 years from now, they're going to be probably way past it and go, you know what I mean? That was something I did dumb 16 years ago. Hopefully. Yeah. Unfortunately, when you're dealing with people who are on the extreme end of the scale and are suffering from trauma spectrum injuries, like PTSD and, mm -hmm. and things like that, sometimes it takes 16 years to get through, to get life to be more and better and in many cases there is no actual healing there is no actual get over it oh, wow. they more learn how to cope and how to access their life experiences in different ways and how to face their challenges differently but the actual physical effects 
on the body and the brain of their trauma is not always get overable. That that is, uh, you know, I mean, because I've always, all right, Krista, in my mind, I'm always everything I go through. I'm always like, I'll get over this, right? I can't comprehend. Well, except for my my medical issue, I, I almost can't comprehend. I'll never get over that. You know what I mean? And even that, uh, you know, I mean, I got a form of epilepsy that I take a medication to control it. And I will never in my lifetime get over that. I will always have to take that medication. So that's probably the only thing I can grasp a concept, but I feel I have control of it because I, have to, I take the medication. Um, you know what I mean? Your, uh, your clientele and the people you're helping, I assume there's not a medication for this. There it are just medications makes it go away. for symptoms. Huh? There are medications for symptoms. Like it's common for the them to have depression or anxiety and they may be on a medication that stabilizes their mood a little bit more. Okay. So it, it's all a matter of multi-layered. There's not a one answer. There's not one way to heal. There's not one way to fix. It's so complicated, so complicated that there's multiple steps needed and everybody's so different. And the way that they're experiencing it is so different like some people are all in all in the head some people are very much in their body like they're literally getting physical symptoms and physical pains because of it some people are a combination of both it's just very very different from one person to the next that well i'm glad you clarified that because literally it's it's so often i want to say you know what i mean hey where's the cookie cutter course i can go buy to get through this and in your case, there's not a cookie cutter course they can buy to get through this. No. Is there, uh, is there cookie cutter stuff that they can take to find out that, the, that they need your help? I do offer a course that is what I call the foundations. It's all of the life skills and tools that a person needs underneath mm -hmm. learning what they need for through the like one-on-one -on -one intensive healing. So the infinite bliss course is literally foundational skills that are useful and necessary for almost everyone. Like how to breathe when you're having anxiety, how to calm your nervous system through using breath, how to be mindful in the here and now, which is really important when you're having struggles with emotional regulation. Uh, all of those types of things, understanding and recognizing what limiting beliefs are and how to replace those with ones that serve you now. Mm -hmm. Understanding time management, how to notice before you lose control of your emotions, what emotions are coming on, how to be in a watching position and allow those emotions to come and go without trying to grab them, stop them or control them in any other way, just to let them be and know that they will pass. So, I mean, uh, now, now, um, no, I, I, I had a gentleman who was in my mastermind for a couple of years who does music therapy and my wife's, her, her degree is in music therapy. And, uh, you know what I mean? This gentleman does everything with playlists and trying to get people to, um, trying to get people to, you know what I mean? To, to put music into their life. And my coach and mentor was in the music industry. So he's always about put music into your life. Do you have things that you, you tell people like that, that help them, uh, you know what I mean? Get through those times. Absolutely. Music is one of our units. It's really, really powerful. It, it's an access point into our nervous system. So if you're listening to soothing music, it's automatically calming you down. Mm -hmm. And even beyond just the musicality and seeking music that has like a theme or lyrics that kind of fits your world right now, there is modern science is putting together these binaural beats and uh, regulated music patterns that actually can help literally put your mood where you need it to be. Mm -hmm. So if you can, if you're in need of sleeping better, there is music that will help you get your brain to calm down and go into the brain state that you need to have for that restful state. So sound, just, I mean, even beyond music, sound baths and all of that kind of stuff. Very legitimate, very helpful. I'm guessing like Metallica and Iron Maiden are probably not music to calm you down. No, 
but I think they do. They call me nicely, but anyway. I was going to say, honestly, the funny thing with that is some people do actually really like heavy metal as a calm down. And, and I personally, I'm the person that when, when I am anxious or frustrated or angry, my favorite coping mechanism is to turn the radio up. Something really like nasty heavy metal. Let's just go there. Just drive it hard and go for a drive. Now, I mean, have you seen favorite. the movie, um, the movie uh, Bohemian Rhapsody? I don't think, I don't think I've seen that movie. Oh, you, you've got, first of all, you've got, first of all, you got to go see that movie because it's the story. It's like a, based around the story of Freddie uh, Mercury and Queen. Right. Uh, um, and my coach and mentor was like, it was my first blog and video con. My coach and mentor was here speaking. So we went to see the movie. Uh, like that night, and I'm I sat with him at the at the event, uh, at the movie watching it. And one of the reasons why we're watching it is Freddie Mercury was his his idol, and he worked in the music industry and knew Brian May, the guitarist from Queen. So we're here watching the movie, and he's texting with Brian May about watching the movie. And I'm sitting here looking at the text. I'm going, this. The only thing cooler than this would be with me texting with Brian May. But anyway, <laughs> um, in that movie. There is a section of it, all right. Uh, Mike Myers, you know what I mean. Uh, you know what I mean. Uh, what was it? Uh, the, he played the Wayne's World character, mm -hmm. and in that movie, he's the record producer who actually says, uh, "Bohemian Rhapsody." That's a song that people will never bang their head to. Okay, and I'm just thinking about that. How how often we would label music as something, not knowing what's healing for one person as opposed. to all right. I, I personally love listening to highway to hell. All right. You know, right. Um, you know, it's probably not the best thing in the world to pull into church on your motorcycle blaring from the speakers. I'm just saying, <laughs> but it motivated me. You stated earlier that there is no one certain way on, on healing on this. No. So if I'm going to listen to, you know, uh, Metallica or, uh, you know what I mean? What's some of the, 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 the newer bands that are out there, uh, you know, um, I can't think of any of them. They just off the top of my head, but like that kind of music can soothe a person. Uh, and I would never, th I would think that some of that banging and crashing someone with PTSD might, might drive them worse, but does it calm some of them? I know a lot of my military folks are very, very much metalheads. <laughs> yeah. I'm putting that down in my quotes. All right. Military yeah. folks are known to be metalheads, all right? If you're a military person, all right, rock on. <laughs> it is not uncommon. Not uncommon at all. Um, how about, like, you know, are any of your any of your people who are, like, in the trauma, are they into, like, ABBA? I have no idea. <laughs> it's not worthy of talking about, apparently, so... It's I mean, one of those things we keep in secret and we don't tell. Right? I'm like, interesting. The music I know people tend to like and the music that comes up when we're discussing it is usually my women have a tendency to be more towards women power, kind of more poppy, more like positive message go forward. Aretha. My guys do tend to be uh, more aggressive, more... Um, classic even like when you said you couldn't think of anybody new i'm like no it's like metallica and megadeth even black sabbath and you know it's the it's the classic stuff okay uh how about uh how about how uh, yeah, metal, facebook user first of all give it give permission Rats. to to facebook uh or to Streamyard, facebook.com slash stream uh and give permission how about pop a metal like rat I you remember rat, rat. I went to that. That was one of my first concerts when I was 16 years old. <laughs> so, gr all right, all right, all right. growing up, I listened to metal or pop metal, right? Like stuff like rat. rat. Van Kiss. Halen's my favorite, right? And I'm at a dance club with a friend one night, and there was another song out. I mean, you know how songs in the 80s, so many of them use the same song title. Like Round and Round was some other band, like a pop <laughs> dancey band, used that Round and Round. Uh, and, um, and my friend goes, oh, I don't believe they play round and round. I'm like, they didn't play that. He goes, yeah, they did that last song. I'm like, no, round and round is a metal tune, dude. And he goes, 
no, it's not. <laughs> it's like, you're like, no, I think you mean right round. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I think that's what it was. But anyway, it's like two different perspectives on music. All right. Uh, you know what I mean? I, as I said, I grew up listening to, you know, Van Halen, uh, you know, sticks, another big band of mine that I love. All right. But, you know, I have on my iPod that I had on my, for, for years, I had an, a Miley Cyrus, uh, Hannah Montana song. And you know, it was something I need. All right. I still have on my, uh, on my iTunes library, a, a John Denver song, uh, country roads, take me home because we played it at my father's funeral. It was a, a thing that reminded me of dad. You know what I mean? I won't take it off because it reminds me of my dad. I'm not emotional associations huh emotional associations yeah. to music yeah. yeah so i mean and, and it is and i mean it's it's um and it, when you talk about emotional associations with it personally i mean i was on my motorcycle on a trip going through west virginia and that song came on and i bawled for like bawled. 45 minutes on a motorcycle i'm bawling right trying to keep a motorcycle between the lines on a highway in west virginia so because it does it's an emotional attachment so um, you know, some interesting things here. I always, some things I always like to ask my guests when they come on though, Krista is, is there something that has been impactful for you? Uh, like when you were younger, maybe a, a mentor or a family member or a high school coach or, or teacher that said something that has impacted your life and carried, you carry it till today. Hmm. Wow. Um, I think I would have to go to my first belly dance instructor and that would have been like my first year of college. So I would have been maybe 18 and I had made a comment about feeling like I didn't look like a dancer. I didn't look like the other girls. And she looked at me square in the face and she said, wouldn't it be boring if you looked like all the other girls? Wouldn't it be boring if you were just like everyone else yeah. in your uniqueness is your value. Yeah. Wow. Uh, right? you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. So, so many, so many people don't get that. They'll sit there and look at, well, this is what the, this is what the Barbie doll model is supposed to be. I, I don't care what the Barbie doll model is supposed to be. You know what I mean? There's, you know what I mean? It's like I'm with my wife, not because she's a Barbie doll model and she fits Hollywood's frame. No, it's because her personality. I can sit at the table and talk with her for hours. She's interesting. Yeah. I, I, you know what I mean? There's sometimes I just let her talk because I like hearing her talk. All right. Most people don't understand that the uniqueness of each individual and what we're uniquely each of us seeking out there goes down to music. Some of us like rat. Some of us like ABBA. <laughs> um, so someone here, yeah, our Facebook user then again said the rat is in the Geico commercial. Do you watch commercials? <laughs> Oh, wait, wait, no, no. Do you watch commercials? Krista? Well, I mean, you can't avoid commercials, but I very rarely watch television. <laughs> oh, okay. So my wife and I get into commercials and some of the Geico ones over the years have been the most entertaining. Right now there is the, um, the, the, the they took the song whoop. There it is. And scoop. There it is for a Geico oh, commercial. Isn't that the one with the little lizard guy, right? Yeah. And it's the little lizard guys. One of their things with this, they're using a lot of like different things. Uh, of like they're bringing in music. They brought in Rat. Um, I'm surprised they didn't bring in Adam Ant for the ants. I really am. I'm just surprised. Um, they're bringing in all kinds of interesting stuff for for com commercials. But Geico's my favorite over the years was the spy gets the phone call, and he's like running from all these people, trying to get around. And he's on the phone. He gets he answers the phone. Hello, and on the other end it's his mom going. So there's squirrels in the attic again. <laughs> That's my favorite. And it's because it's my mother. She doesn't like it when I say that, but that was my mother for years. She would call me the most inopportune times to tell me something that was like, can you email me this month? Anyway, sidetracks. I love sidetracks on my show. Anyway, um, you said one of the things you mentioned was is you had a, a career in the circus. You know, I, I don't think I skipped that. I want to go back to it now. <laughs> I love, you know, hey, everybody loves a circus clown. Uh, anyway, what, what did you do in a circus? I actually ran a performance troupe. So I was an aerialist and a fire dancer and a belly dancer. 
So I, yeah, I like to light things on fire, but I also like to fly. So I do what's called Lyra, which is a flying hoop that spins a lot and aerial silks, which are, most people don't know what that is, but it's like these ribbons that hang from the ceiling and you just climb up and get all wrapped around and it's very, very fun. <laughs> um, the, the, the singer pink, she does uses those. Yes, she does. Yeah. I respect her a lot cause it's very hard work. That girl, that yeah, to me, that's one of the rock stars of our modern age. All right, that girl could do almost anything on a stage. But anyway, it's another sidetrack. But you, you, so you were in the in the circus, and you, and you said you guys have an accident. You you could no longer do it. I got in a car accident and got severely injured my lower back and my neck, mm -hmm. and my rotator cuff and my right shoulder. So you can't very well climb up, and you know the the force of dropping your body in those particular apparatus is really really hard on your back so even when you're healthy it's kind of dangerous but when you have injuries it's really bad it's not recommended <laughs> it's, it's like me i drove truck i mean I, I grew up in a truck driving family diesel mechanics and in 1989 i finally went and got my truck driver's license and drove i was an over-the-road truck driver and loved it i mean i loved it and uh i took one week where i my truck was getting fixed so i was just doing trucks at the loading dock at a local factory and hit my head and ended up with an ep a form of epilepsy that I can never go back and drive truck again. Changes your whole trajectory. Did that cause you trauma going, okay, gosh, I can't go do this anymore. I actually have a TBI also, which is probably the hardest part to get over emotionally yeah. because my intellect is one of my most important qualities. Like I am a, an avid researcher and I study and I read all the time. And for about a year and a half after my accident, I couldn't add up. Like the, the one that got me the most was on a tip, trying to figure out what the tip was supposed to be on a receipt. I would struggle with that. And I was like, where, what is this? And then like language, I would literally flip words. So I'd try to say something and a word that didn't make any sense would pop out. And I was like, I can't very well be a public speaker and have that happen in the middle of a speech. I do it so. all the time. All right. Half the people have no clue what I'm saying. <laughs> so definitely, I mean, physical traumas are always traumas. They literally have an emotional and a mental side, side effect as well. Like anytime we feel pain, it creates trauma. So yeah, I, I just, I mean, some of the things it's like, you know what I mean? I really want to go, well, you know, okay. So I guess I'm going through trauma, huh? Uh, yeah. Okay. No, <laughs> we all have had trauma, whether people want to admit it or not. Every single person has, has trauma effects in their mm. bodies and in their minds. Cool. Well, I mean, I, and I work with a life enrichment seminar here in the Dallas area, uh, which is a lot of my healing came from in the early two thousands. And, um, it was, it was an interesting thing for me because one of the, the main things I had to do was just, I, I had to get over little things in life and learn to love myself. And, and I remember that, you know what I mean? The dividing point was that, that week I told you about where I lost everything and I went, okay, I'm on a healing journey. All right. I, I'm, 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 I'm hitting, I'm hitting the books and I'm going to fix, I'm going to help fix this. And I went through it for years where I, I wouldn't date anyone. All right. I, I, I spent my spare time studying. All right. Not studying to get a degree, but studying to learn more about me. All right. And, and it was a total transformation. Uh, really dove in. Now, I'm a Christian by faith. Uh, I, I dove into the Bible very heavily. And then I dove, in, dove, dove into things that would help me become a better me. When you were going through it. All right. Did you did, did a switch like that ever trip, trip for you and go, I need to study to be me, better me? I didn't recognize that I was part of the process. I literally didn't learn to heal myself until I had been working with clients in the fitness industry for about like eight years. Mm -hmm. I had to heal other people to figure out how to heal myself. And I didn't even put myself as important in the equation or there was not a moment when I went, my life matters and I need to work on myself so that I can be happy. That didn't happen until like 12 years ago. Wow. So I, I took the, 
I didn't matter. I didn't exist. My purpose was to help other people. And it took a long time, a really long time for me to recognize that I was avoiding working on myself by working with other people. Now, um, you know what I mean? How long have you and your husband been together? 14 years, I think. Okay. Uh, did he notice things about you and want to go, Hey, you need to fix this. Did he notice that about you? He never, he's a rescuer for sure. And that's definitely a part of what his attraction to me was in the beginning was this girl's amazing. I love her, but man, she needs someone to take care of her. She needs someone to show her that she's worth something. So he's always been the person who wouldn't push for me to, he would never say I was broken. He would say that I wasn't aware of my own value. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, but he has been extremely important in this process because learning how to trust other people is when you start to learn how to trust yourself. You're right. Yeah, you're right. So, I mean, it's, 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 yeah, I, but, but I have learned, all right, over the years that just because I see something wrong in someone else doesn't mean I have to go point it out. And that's why I was asking if your <laughs> husband ever noticed that because I went through two marriages before I figured that one out. Yeah. So uh, there's other things I figured out in life too, all right, uh, you know what I mean about <laughs> marriage, but I won't go into that. Um, anyway, so I mean, it's been a very unique uh, journey for you, all right? And I guess though, uh, Krista, the journey's not done. No. No, just only just begun. Okay. So one of my and the speaking gigs uh, is because of the fact that I was personal friends with Zig Ziglar. And one of the unique things I found about Zig was when Zig was told by the doctors, all right, your, your time's done. You know what I mean? You're, you got like months to live. Zig Ziglar was overjoyed with it. And he says, finally, I get to graduate. Do you feel the same way about life? My graduation will be when I leave this earth and I join heaven. I feel like I'm a spiritual person, but I don't have a particular religious faith. Mm -hmm. I feel like we are all energy and that I like, I love the physics behind that. The idea that energy never dissipates. So we're just always kind of present. Yeah. Yeah. And in that there's kind of a purpose, okay. but it's never clear. So I don't know about graduation as much as just something new and different, whatever that means. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I personally believe in, you know what I mean? I, I'm not going to graduate on this earth, but I also personally believe that everyone should have a goal. Uh, you know what I mean? As, as like uh, one person said to me, you know, the goal of every 93 year old is to be 94. Uh, you know what I mean? You should always have a goal, something you're working for. Are you working towards something right now? Oh my gosh. I absolutely have a goal. I want to build at least three international long-term resource centers for victims of human trafficking. Cool. That's my legacy. Cool. That's, that's an awesome legacy. So, I mean, that's, that's great. Great. So, um, you know, the, the, the last things I want to ask, all right, before I, I move on to the closing here is if you, if there's someone watching who, who, who would need help or, or going through trauma, what advice would you give to them if they've just happened to, to come across upon this broadcast today? The, and you don't, yeah, we don't know what their problem is, but we know they need to reach out to you for help. No matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter what you've experienced, you are absolutely worthy and deserving of happiness. That is awesome, awesome advice. So, uh, well, let, let me uh, make sure everybody can get a hold of you, Krista. What is the best website that they can get, get to you from? Uh, you can find me at sahararising.org. Cool. And do you have like uh, anything there, like a recording, uh, uh, a musical ditty for him to listen to to calm down? <laughs> you know I was going to throw that in there. You can find out all of my background, all of my references. The podcast that I do is up there. You can see both sides of my organization, my military side and my human trafficking side. And all of the different course offerings that I offer are also there. Cool, cool. Well, I, I personally, I, I thank you for being on the show, Krista. It's been fun getting to know you, and uh, it's been a twisted journey of asking questions. 
<laughs> as I told you, I didn't know what I was going to ask until I started. So, but as we close out, I have my little game called <laughs> this or that. I, you know what I mean? A couple weeks ago when you were supposed to be on, I actually had it down. All right. And I looked everywhere for it. Cause I thought I had good questions for you and I couldn't find the one I wrote. And I know after today, I'm going to be cleaning the office a week from now. I'm going to find the original one, but anyway, so nine questions. All right. Two different choices. You pick which one. Maybe there's a conversation about it. Maybe there isn't. We'll find <laughs> out as we go through each question. And uh, I got this game because I watched Sammy Hagar and I thought I was cooler than him and he does it for on his show. So I figured I'm going to do it on my show. Um, number one question is, I ask this one to everybody. Uh, and that is Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Star Wars. All right. Like, you know, episode four Star Wars or episode one, two, three Star Wars? One, two, three. Okay, so you came in and you came in with the kids. Told you there was going to be some picking up. All right, uh, you know, uh, next one here is, uh, you know, Krista, you know, you seem kind of relaxed and calm. Are you a dress-up girl or are you kind of girl who wears yoga pants? Oh, jeez, both. Both. Oh, wait a minute. All right, so you're like the Zoom dress-up. All right, from the waist up, it's dressy. Waist down, yoga pants. Not at the same time, but I love a good, like, fancy dinner, and I like all the way dress up. Like, you put me in a formal, I'm happy. But I also don't mind yoga pants. Yeah. I did, like, my first speaking gig virtually when this whole pandemic started was suit, shirt, pajama bottoms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I, I could. It's like the first time. And I, and I think the first time I ever do a speech... I'm going to take my pajamas where I'm going to dress up that way to go my first time ever back on stage again, just because I can. Anyway, how about this? Because you said you're into dress up. All right. You're living in Texas. Are you a heels girl? Or are you a boots girl? Oh, again, both. <laughs> how many pairs I of cowboy boots you have, girl? Heels, but I huh? also have a gorgeous pair of black dancing cowboy boots. Just one pair? I have an outside pair and a dancing pair, but okay. I mean, you wear the work, the other cowboy boots are for working. They're like, you know, they serve a purpose. Yeah. I got, I got 11 pairs of dress boots, man. I'm a guy. <laughs> I used to, I hung around with the, e, I mean, I'm an e-women network up here in the Plano chapter and everybody's like, why are you at a women's network? I'm like, cause I had long hair and I'm like, where else are you going to find people who are into hair and shoes and a women's right? network? I'm a guy into hair and shoes. <laughs> I do have over 30 pair of stiletto heels, though, so I probably am more into heels. Oh, yeah. See, now <laughs> the truth comes out. So, How about this one here? All right, going out for a casual drink. Uh, are you a beer girl or a wine girl? Wine. Wine? Red or white? Red. Red? Where from? I'm just curious. Where you, what, what, what wine is your favorite red? I like Italian wines. Okay. Not far from where you are at, College Station. Right. Go up and check out Messina Hoff Winery. I'm a, I'm a VIP member of Messina Hoff. I'll actually send you the link. So anyway, <laughs> let's move on to next food product: taco or hamburger? Tacos. Tacos. She's in Texas. What do you expect? <laughs> this one here, I kind of know the answer to this, but I had to throw it in there. All right. If you're gonna be into a Shall we say an SUV outdoor ride? All right. Is it going to be a Land Rover or a Jeep? Jeep. <laughs> we had a conversation for me on air. So you got a Jeep, right? A Jeep Gladiator. Yes. Yeah. I, I was going to get one, but I ended up, I mean, I, and I used to work on Land Rovers. By the way, Land Rovers are a freaking damn nice truck, by the way. They are. But, but, but like the Jeep is still, it's an American. And a Harley. Huh? My only cars, two Jeeps and a Harley. Do you have a Harley or, do, or your husband? My husband has a Harley, okay. yeah. My wife and I both had Harleys. From 2009 to 2015, I think my wife and I spent close to a million dollars on Harley Davidsons. Oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> yeah, uh, we wasted far too much money that should have been put into things like investments to make carry us through our life. But anyway. I noticed you lived in Alaska and you lived here in Texas. So which fight would you rather get in, a snowball fight or a water balloon fight? Oh, water anything. 
You know, the other Texas one, is it water balloon or squirt gun? Because I'm going to tell you, give a Texan a gun, they're going to play. <laughs> oh, and there are some amazing squirt guns. <laughs> Snowballs hurt. Yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> now to the, the two most controversial questions that I ask everybody. The next one is the toilet paper. Does it go over on the roll at your house or under? I actually do not care. <laughs> High five. Yes. <laughs> It goes both ways all the time. I don't even think about it. Yeah. Doesn't matter to me, but I, I love asking. Krista, some of the people I have on this program, they are so calm, so peaceful, so loving. You ask that question and fangs come out. <laughs> and I'm like, where's this peaceful, all-loving person that's been on the broadcast for the last 45 minutes? <laughs> My last one here, it's, I guess it's you're a girl, so it's preferences, I guess. I don't know if you wear them. It could be. I don't know. Boxers or briefs? Uh, boxers. <laughs> I love that. I wish you people on the audio could see the eye roll. <laughs> well, there's a whole different answer. That was what went through my head was, are those the only two options? <laughs> well, what is your third option? Everyone should just go commando. <laughs> Well, some of the girls that I've asked that question to now, uh, Krista, some of them said, well, by the time I get my man there, I want him all the way off. I want him to have nothing on. So anyway. Save a and, step. <laughs> well, uh, Krista, one more time, tell your website so both the people in the audio as well as the video people can find you. I am findable at sahararising.org. That's Sahara like the desert, S-A-H-A-R-A, rising, R-I-S-I-N-G.org. Okay, thank you. Uh, you know, Krista, I, I thank you for being on the show today. It's been a pleasure having you as our guest today. Uh, thank you for taking time out of your schedule to do it. And sorry it didn't work out the first time, but the second time was pretty cool. <laughs> thank you for having me. <laughs> cool, cool. Uh, to the listener, I want to thank you guys for listening in. Go check out sahararising.org and see all you need to know about uh, Krista. Hey, and if you're going through some sort of trauma, reach out to her, all right? Reach out to someone and get help. That's why we have people like Krista on the show, so that you can find the help you need when you need it. I'm Tim Gillette with the Tim Gillette Show. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple and where you get your podcasts, as well as our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Tim Gillette. I'm Tim Gillette. I'll see you soon with someone else. Bye now.